Hello and welcome to Coracle's Playstream. A stream of plays, well, not so much a stream as a sort of trickle at the moment. Here's one called Semicolon by Ali Pritchard. You may have heard of him, off of Alphabeti Theatre. This play is based on a true event, even the stupid parts. That's a quote from Ali in the script. Now, ages ago, uh, 2016, this was produced as part of a play called How Did We Get to This Point, which you may have seen back in the old venue. Remember that one? Little cupboard underground. Mmm, cosy. Damp. So the original production was funded by Home Group and Arts Council England, and it was directed by Ben Dickinson, performed by Rosie Stancliffe, Rosie Fox and Dean Logan, with live music from Haytham Mohammed. But now we've nicked part of it and turned it into a radio play for you, uh, this time performed by Declan Wilson and Jake Jarrett. So uh, here it is. The play does touch on themes that some people may find triggering, so if you'd like to check our website to find out more about that before you listen, go to coracleproductions.com. And it does contain a few swear words, so don't play it too loud. Here it is, Semicolon by Ali Pritchard. It's 2015. I'm currently living on the sofa in my mate's flat in Gateshead. It's one of those swanky ones that looks over the tide. He's in the RAF, so when he's away, I sleep in his room, and when he's back, I'm on the sofa. He has a new girlfriend, so he's back a lot more than we thought, so I'm spending a lot of time in the bath. It's late at night. I've just finished work, and, a rarity, I haven't stayed out drinking. I don't have enough money for rent, but there's always money for booze. And tonight, I got a clear booty call text. But I didn't feel it. I felt like going home. Well, going to my mate's flat. I head over the high-level bridge, my favourite bridge. Rumour has it that after it was first opened in 1847, the locals closed it down and used it to race dogs on it. I can imagine it now. People lined on either side of the road. It's a perfect viewing platform. There are about four people on my side of the bridge. It's a bit foggy and I'm scanning the pillars for any new graffiti. I spy a Sainsbury's bag for life up ahead. Each of the four people in front veer around it, going as wide as they can as if it's sodden with shit. I quicken up my pace, excited to investigate it. Not because I think it's excrement, but then again it is Newcastle. Well, actually, we're probably more on Gateshead's side now. My brain is whirring as hundreds of action thrillers flash through my head. It's foggy. It's cold. It's night time. Which coloured wire do I need to cut? This is going to be the next Die Hard. I can feel it. I inch closer. Closer and closer praying for no booby trap. I peer inside, looking for the telltale signs of a bomb that Hollywood has taught me so well. There's no buzzing, humming or flashing lights, so I decide to move it. If this is my last moment, let it be known that I turned down a booty call to save the city I now call home. I hold my breath. Move the bag slightly to peer inside. And it's just some old clothes. 
Did you know that Die Hard's based on a true story? I look round to find the owner, or somewhere to put it so the rats don't make it their home. Then I hear a voice and see a figure. He's on the other side of the railings, tucked around the corner of the pillar. He's as far away as he can be. I can hardly see him. He's looking down, and the height makes me feel sick. You all right? What a ridiculous question. It's late at night, it's cold, and this person is on the wrong side of the railings. I'm such an idiot. Unsurprisingly, I get no response. Hello, mate. Are you all right? Oh, yeah. Um... I said go away. Um, no. I said go away. I will, if you come back on this side of the railings. He shifts a bit closer around the pillar and into the glow of the street light a little way down. He's probably 19, maybe. I don't know. Maybe older or younger. It doesn't matter. He's wearing this short-sleeved red, white and blue checked shirt. His arms are covered in scars from previous attempts. He's freezing, beyond shivering. His skin is so white it's blue. He holds a crumpled cigarette in one hand. He looks like he's been out here a while. How many people have walked past him? Have you got a light? No. Yes. What? I don't have a light. But I need to keep him talking. I get my phone out and blindly text my friend saying, Call police to High Level Bridge now. Who are you texting? Just the mate. I'm saying I'm going to be late. Why? Because... I'm not going to leave until you get down. He takes another step closer. He's now about an arm's length away, with the railing still between us. I consider leaning over and grabbing, but what if that goes wrong? So I leave it and chat to him. Well, I fluff. I speak half words and half sentences. I probably just make noise. I don't know what I said to him. I remember trying to tell him about my dark days. How I too get visits from the black dog. How I'm a gazelle. Up and down. And up and down. That he's not alone in how he's feeling. To be honest, I doubt it was very concise or clever. I just remember speaking at him as he came closer and closer to the rail. I edged away. I don't know why I moved away. Maybe, maybe I was scared. Maybe I was hoping he would just follow my voice like I was some kind of pied fucking piper. Within a few minutes, the police arrive. They didn't piss about like I had. They grabbed him and bundled him into their car, into safety, as quickly as possible. 
We didn't say bye. We didn't exchange names. I told the police my name and gave them my details. They said thanks, he'll be okay. And they were off. A few weeks later, I was working a day shift. It was quiet with a capital Q. When I spend too much time alone without even seeing any other life, I have the tendency to turn a bit barmy. I'm behind the bar, shaking my booty to Khalees, always keeping up appearances of being an idiot. When I turned round, he was standing there. My friend from the bridge. I didn't know his name. Felt a bit weird going, sorry, what's your name again? Didn't get to catch it over all the near death. It was a very short exchange. He looked a bit better. I knew he wouldn't be well, but he wasn't blue anymore at least. He thanked me and showed me a new tattoo he'd got on his wrist. He told me what it was for. It's a semicolon to represent that name. A writer uses it when they want a bit of time. They could have chose to end the sentence, but decided not to. It's a break. A pause. It's not the end. He asked me to get one too. I agreed, and he left. There were other things said during that exchange, mainly nervous overflow fluff from my mouth. He came to ask me to get a tattoo, to have a reminder of that night, a sign of solidarity and support. A few weeks later, I still hadn't had the chance to go get it, being too busy. Time stretched to a month, to two. To be perfectly honest, I was really nervous about getting a tattoo in a visible position. I'd done a bit of extra research, and by the looks of the internet, this incredible scheme to represent solidarity and support had been hijacked by teenage girls who just thought it was the next cool trend. I get a phone call from another friend. He's had battles with mental health as well, but today, he's good. He's calling to tell me a joke. I confide in him. He banishes my doubts with beautiful to the bone simplicity and bluntness. Imagine if he comes back looking for you, looking for that help and support, and you've not got it. It's more than a tattoo to him. It doesn't matter what it means to anyone else, it matters what it means to you and him. It's a bonus if someone else takes something good from it. On my right wrist, I now have a tattoo of a semicolon. It's only small, but it means a lot. Semicolon, written by Ali Pritchard, performed by Declan Wilson and Jake Jarrett, adapted for audio and directed by Matt Jamie, with music by Jumbo, Blair Moon, Paul Fowler, Ruby Amanfu, Maidan and Ketzer, with thanks to Nick Tyler for additional sound effects. Semicolon was an excerpt from How Did We Get To This Point? 
funded by Home Group and Arts Council England, first performed at Alphabetti Theatre in December 2016. Original production directed by Ben Dickinson, with research support by Ali Davies and Pip Chamberlain, with dramaturgy by Steve Byron. And do keep an eye out on the Alphabetti website, alphabettitheatre.co.uk, for more audio drama through their Listen Up programme, where there'll be nine new audio plays coming out over the next few months. And you can hear more of our short plays by looking up Playstream wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.